So anyway, so we are here. Thank you so much for listening and welcome. I have the distinct pleasure of being in a space here with two amazing men that have been doing a lot of incredible work for the Rocky Linux Foundation. So I know that Rocky Linux is out there doing amazing things. And if you were listening, you probably know what Rocky Linux is. If you don't, go to rockylinux.org and check it out. It is the best open source operating system on the planet. Not that I am biased or anything like that, but let's actually introduce ourselves here. So I'm going to go with Stack first. Why don't you say hello and tell our audience who you are and what your relationship to Rocky Linux is? Sure. I am Stack. Uh, I have been uh, working with uh, Linux since uh, I first got introduced to it late 90s, um, early 2000s. I um, pretty much made it my primary OS. Um, didn't really use any much anything else. I uh, was introduced into high-performance computing about 2003, uh, where I just absolutely fell in love with it, and I've been using it ever since. Um, so that is primarily my day job, is high-performance computing. And in my free time, I deal with a lot in open-source world. Uh, Rocky is probably one of the bigger projects I've ever worked on um, with um, any regular frequency. Um, and for Rocky, I have um, been a part um, kind of since the early beginning when I first talked to Greg um, and he said that he was doing this new thing, I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of it. Um, I pretty much just lurked um, until I think it was about like, uh, yeah, so uh, fairly early on, I got pulled into the testing team. I've been uh, helping out since then as a team lead. And um, a lot of what we do, uh, and by we, I mean the testing team itself, um, we've got a few core guys that are just incredible in everything that they're doing. So big shout out to Trevor, Lucas, Al, and Alan, who do a lot for the testing team. And um, we want to make sure that what we release is solid, that any of the regular frequent really reported bugs, any of the problems that have had in the past, all of that has been fixed and resolved and that we aren't uh, releasing a known broken product. Um, we want it to be a smooth experience for our end users. We know that most of them are in the enterprise space. And so they really count on having that stability. So we looked early on at how a lot of other projects were doing their testing. Uh, I'm not saying any one of them is wrong for doing it but we looked at some of the shell scripts that people wrote and we thought that's too basic. We looked at some of the um, Kickstarter scripts that were used and thought that doesn't really cover a lot of the use cases of people installing uh, graphically, for example. Um, we wanted to see what uh, others were doing and we ended up kind of following Fedora lead and uh, OpenSUSE lead. And we went with a product called OpenQA and this allows us to do a lot more thorough testing. Uh, when we come to a release week, um, we have a playbook inside of our Mattermost, which um, we use quite often. And that Mattermost uh, playbook has a list of tasks that we accomplish. And it's hundreds of tasks long of things that we want to check and verify across each one of the architectures that we support. And these tasks are open for anybody to help contribute to. 
We have things as simple as being able to check that make sure that a ISO boots um, all the way up to some more difficult things that you need to be kind of involved with with uh, the OpenQA project. Um, but we're always looking for more people to come and help us with the testing and to get involved. Um, we've got a lot of things that are set up for those that are coming in new uh, and wanting to learn how to do things um, and to be able to contribute in some way. And we always recognize those people and we make sure that their names are on the release uh, as having contributed. Oh, wow. That's cool. I, I, I wasn't actually aware of that. Um, so you mentioned the Mattermost server and Rocky Linux on the Mattermost server, and, and you guys can just kind of like go Google that if you're not familiar with it. Is that really the best place for people to that are interested in jumping in and want to um, be not only part of the community, but, um, you know, know more about what's going on? So we try to have a lot of presence on different social media, and um, we have forums for asking questions. Um, so there's a lot of different ways of getting in contact with us, but uh, chat.rockylinux.org is by far the best place to get involved with the community. Um, we have IRC bridges for those that prefer IRC for most everything, um, but especially on release weeks. Uh, all of that happens inside the playbook, which happens inside of the matter most. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that, cl that clarification. Okay. So we also have a, another amazing Rocky Linux member here, Mr. Skip. All right, Skip, why don't you unmute and uh, pop in and introduce yourself? Hey, so my intro is not that cool. Um, I, I am Skip Ruby. Uh, I've been with the Rocky Linux project since really the beginning. Um, I work on the uh, release engineering team. Um, I'm a package monkey. If I have to describe my my role, that's what I do. <laughs> um, troubleshooting packages, building packages, dissecting them, all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, and I uh, um, like like uh, uh, Mr. Stack here. I've been a uh, um, Linux user for a long, long time since the the '90s, um, and have floated around. Uh, I got involved in Rocky Linux because I was a big fan of CentOS. Uh, rest in peace and yeah. um been a long time uh red hat and red hat compatible administrator as as a job and um yeah just uh um just happy to be here <laughs> yeah that's awesome well thank you both for being here and we want to talk about the most recent release um that rocky has put out into the world and that is going to be Rocky 8.9 as well as 9.3. So how about you give us a brief overview of how you think that went? I think it went well. Um, there's always things that we can take away and uh, do better. And we've got a, uh, a list of some of those things that um, I have on my personal to-do list for how we can improve the testing process next time. Mm -hmm. But overall, the testing uh, went really well. Um, as I said before, we've kind of got a very involved process, so it sometimes takes longer for us to go through so many different things and so many different checks, um, but especially when there's uh, so many things going on um, with, you know, holidays in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, supercomputing being a big deal um, for uh, a lot in our community, um, having two releases during this time can often be uh, crazy and chaotic. Um, but uh, our team handled it really well. We um, are volunteers. And so uh, at least 
the testing team is all volunteer based and um it when we work on it we work on it when we can and so it's uh slow going at times but um it was really good being able to just not worry about it too much because i had such a good group of people that i knew were working on it uh and making progress did you want to add anything to that skip yeah i'll chime in from the build side um the build side went as well as could be expected and it's been getting better um there's i'll be honest the build side has had some rough releases in the past where there's been a lot of late nights and a lot of uh um, you know, oh crap, we've got to rebuild all 50 of these because we, you know, screwed up the order or something. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, and I love the robust testing process. Thank you stack because it, it catches things like that, which is great. Um, uh, I want to shout out one of the, uh, um, the really cool things that was not my idea. <laughs> and, um, our, uh, uh, Lewis, our head of release engineering, is now um, we have a, a pre-build almost where we track uh, CentOS stream, um, which is, you know, runs six to 12 months ahead of Rocky Linux and RHEL. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, it really, uh, effectively, most of the things that were released in 8.9 and 9.3, we know we can build them because we already built them. Right, which is fantastic, and it helps really smooth the whole process over. Um, yeah, that's uh, it was. Um, it's always a ride doing these releases. There's a lot that goes into them. Um, uh, even I always tell people, um, oh yeah, it's just you know, it's the red it, Rocky. Is, for I hope everyone knows by now is a Red Hat Enterprise Linux clone. Like we we use the same source code and such, and it you'd think it would be easy, if it, and and it's. Uh, it's surprising how difficult it is to build a Linux distro, even if you don't have that many code changes, right? So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with the result. So that actually goes into my next question. Like, how much time in between RHEL's release of 8.9 and 9.3, let's start with 8.9, and then Rocky Linux's release of 8.9, like, how much lag time was there? Uh, I'll take that one here. I can get you a ballpark number. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me pull up my web browser while we're talking. <laughs> I believe it was about two weeks, maybe a week and a half between, and Stack, correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounds right in my head from the RHEL 9.3 release date to the Rocky 9.3 release date and less for 8.9, um, I believe. Sorry, yes. that's my dog. Yes, I would say it was about a week and a half. Um, we we had opportunities to push it out sooner, but uh, timing on that would not have been great for a lot of sysadmins. Um, we didn't want to do a late night Friday drop um, or anything crazy like that. So we purposely held out uh, for that Monday release um, and we wanted to make sure that um, we had everything right and in order. So it gave us a little extra buffer room knowing like, okay, we've done all the heavy testing. We've done all the checks. Things are looking great. These are all would like to haves, but are not required for release. And we could work and do these um, knowing that we're ready for that. So, you know, there's a little extra time on there um, just because we were thinking about the sysadmins. Um, but yes, I think it was about a week and a half. Yeah, that's awesome, you guys, because 
I mean, just like you were saying, it's an incredible amount of work. So thank you. Right. I mean, it's, it's not unthanked work because there's lots of people who are thanking you all the time for the work that you were doing, but it is, you know, technically unpaid work. (laughs) So, you know, thank you again for your, your time and patience with that. Um, So that, that lag time. So it's about a week. Is that, is that like a comfortable space a week, week and a half is kind of what you can imagine looking into the future that we can expect on each of the releases. And that's about every six months that there's another release. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, obviously we want, I'm, I'm going to step in for a second stack if you don't mind. Obviously we, we want to release as soon as possible, but really there, I would say, um, quality over speed right yeah. there there is a high degree of i don't want to call it paranoia but um the the entire rocky team really really values um um a, a coherent working product working distro and um we really do not want to you know uh, we're I've seen this team, especially testing and release engineering, bend over backwards when something is wrong, even a little thing that most people wouldn't notice, right? But there are there are things that you know I um, I can see uh, other teams, certain companies out there saying, "Oh, we'll just fix it, you know, next week and release it now or whatever." But it's um, part of that is it's nice to have an open source project. There's no um, you know there's no payroll. There's no like, you know, revenue issues or anything like that. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll release it when it's ready, when it's, when it's complete. Having said that, we want to close that gap as much as possible, do it as quickly as possible. But um, yeah, we won't, we don't put something out that we know has issues because that's, um, we've, we found out even the smallest things, we have a lot of people that use this stuff and they'll notice, like people will notice. (laughs) So. Yeah. And I'll second that. I, uh, was just looking at Wikipedia and I'm just going to trust their numbers and they've got that uh, there was a delay of 13 days for the 9.3 release and that's probably correct. Um, and so that wasn't just, you know, a uh, wasted time. Um, there was a lot that was going on during that time. And um, as Skip said, we want to be correct in what we release um, over just being fast. And that doesn't mean that there aren't others out there that could do just as good faster. Um, But we want to be assured that the product that we're releasing is up to our standards, which we have set based on community expectation. And so in order for us to get there and do a job that we are confident in, um, that's what time it takes. And as we get better at automating things, uh, there is more and more that we're able to do faster but there's also complexity that that also means that we're also testing new things that we're adding new features as we bring in new uh, hardware and new um, supported areas that adds the complexity for how much that we're testing and what we can do so that just takes time Um, as we have more people helping out maybe that will drop a little bit more so it's not just a few people doing it so again Another invite to anybody who wants to help out with this. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yes, we would definitely love to have you. 
So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the features, some of the new features? Cause I mean, that, that's kind of the, the, the point of having different versions that are released. It's not just security updates and fixes and patches and things like that. There's new stuff. So what's the new stuff in um, eight, nine and nine, three. I'll start, I suppose. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, really, I I want to I want to take a little issue with your description there. Um, the even the enterprise Linux world is extraordinarily conservative with their uh, new versions, new features. So we you know, we we're talking about nine point three, for example, like it's this new thing, right? And it's really, it's really not. Um, the uh, uh, the the whole point, the idea is to stay as compatible as po as humanly possible, even across you know six months of development. Um, the uh, we have some, there are some new things. Um, you, like I said, check the release notes. There, you know, for example, Node.js twenty, right? If if someone's interested in that, Node.js twenty has been introduced. The Redis database has been updated to version seven, I think, in nine point three, which is uh, I think is the latest major upstream version. And we could go on and on. There's there's several of those you know things. There, all in all, there are in nine point three. This is just to give you an idea. There are about three thousand packages in Rocky Linux nine source packages. Approximately five hundred of them were updated in nine point three. And only a handful are going to be notable, like I just mentioned, Redis, Node.js. There's a few more, um, but really, um, yeah, the idea is is incremental and stability. Is the um, yes, it was a lot of packages that were updated at once, but even those updates were not um, at the kernel. Obviously, big deal. And um, you know, there's lots of lots of new stuff that's being backported all the time by Red Hat engineers and CentOS stream contributors. But um, yeah, the the idea is that it's it. <laughs> I hate to say it, the whole point is that it stays the same. <laughs> I don't know if that that may not be the answer you like, but uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> a I lot mean, of sysadmins that do like it. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean that that kind of is. I guess that that is the point. So yeah, thank you for that clarity. I appreciate that. Stack, you got you got some thoughts. No, that was mostly what I was going to go with was that uh, there was mostly just a, a lot of updated packages. It wasn't like there was huge changes to this uh, particular round, uh, at least not that I saw. Um, there were a few uh, improvements that um, happened in different packages. Um, and one that I understand why they made that change. I don't necessarily like it, but I understand why they made it. I don't know if I'd call it an improvement, but it's uh, something. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think Skip did a great job answering that one. Awesome. <clears throat> okay, let's see here. Um, let's just go down. So how does the upgrade process work for users moving from one older version to 8.9 or 9.3? And I think probably the answer is going to differ if you're going from a major ver one major version to the next major version, that version. That's probably different, right, than just like doing an upgrade say, from... Uh careful with your wording here yeah <laughs> so going from 8.8 8 8 or mm -hmm. 8.7 or 8 dot whatever to 8.9 and going from 9.1 or not 2 to 
Um, that's easy, right? DNF update. As long as your repositories, you know, uh, are configured the default way, or you know, if you if you have, if your company or if your organization or even your home lab has synchronized repositories, right, to pull that nine, make sure that nine point three release is pulled in, and run DNF update, and it should work, right? And there's obviously that doesn't work. Come in, you know, come down to chat.rockylinux.org, bugs.rockylinux.org. Let us know about that. Um, should go smoothly 100% of the time. Um, now, what you're touching on is uh, um, now if you're going, and I guess I should rewind for those that don't know, um, Rocky Linux, just like Red Hat Enterprise Linux, maintains two complete versions simultaneously. And in Red, Red Hat's case, it's three at the moment. There's a Red Hat 7 still out there getting updates. Um, that are, you know, 10 year release cycles, a new one is released every three years, um, a new major version, eight, nine will be 10 uh, next year sometime, I think. Um, and those are done, you know, there's just because you're on eight, if you're happy with eight, stay there. There's no, you know, at the moment, <laughs> there is no compelling reason to bring you to version nine, right? Unless you have a real want or desire for that. Um, version eight of Rocky Linux, just like Red Hat supported through 2029 uh, version nine will be supported through 2032. If you're thinking of upgrading, you've got some time, you got some time to think about it. It's uh, what, six years away now. Uh, so yeah, we've got a, you're, you're good for now. <laughs> um, it's, it's so many people, I think make that misconception where it's like, Oh gosh, we've got to upgrade, you know, eight to nine to nine something. Right. And that's not, that's not true. They're their own thing. They each of one is you can think of them as completely separate products. They happen to be called Rocky Linux, but eight and nine completely different. Um, upgrading from eight to nine is not recommended. Quite frankly, um, it can be depending on your system. Uh, it can go well, or it could be a little dangerous. Um, there's really uh, there's a lot of differences between those two. Like I said, two completely different products. Um, one based on much newer uh, package set than the other underlying. So um, I know there are some some companies, some projects. I'm thinking about Leap Elevate. I know uh, CIQ has uh, something with their Ascender automation. Um, but those are, uh, um, you can look into those if you're interested in it. But again, my advice to any admin doing that is to tread lightly, be careful. Um, especially if you have third-party software and third-party repositories installed, be very careful because um, it, yeah, you can burn yourself doing that. So, don't mean to be negative, Nancy. But <laughs> no, no, no. I mean this. This is. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm glad that you're speaking to this. This is also CIQ's stance, and it's nice to hear. You know, you two more coming from a Rocky Linux perspective of you know, just the clarity on what we're actually working with here, because um, it is, it can be kind of confusing for people for sure. Was Stack, was there um, something that you wanted to add to what Skip was saying about the different versions? Yeah, I would just say that uh, there's a lot of home labbers like myself who want to use Rocky because it is stable. We're not enterprise, we're never going to be enterprise, it's our home lab. Um, and so knowing why you want to upgrade um, from a major version is a um, the, the first step. Um, for example, 
if you're using something that relies on a very specific version of PHP and the version of PHP in Rocky 8 is too old, you might want to be considering moving to Rocky 9. Uh, however, there's the aspect where I'm personally at, where one of my primary systems that I've had since 2012 uh, still runs really well, but I can't run Rocky 9 on it because of the x86-64 v2 uh, requirement. And so um, there's a little bit more consideration that kind of needs to be thought in on this. Uh, for a lot of enterprise, they're just going to roll with whatever's latest when their application supports it. And they're going to have a process for how to deal with a mass update. Um, that's not always true for home labbers and small businesses that are just wanting to have something running. So Skip's point of jumping from eight to nine needs to have a little bit more thought and understanding for why you want to make that change. And will it be a successful change, especially if you're having to replace the current running system with a new OS um, and you don't have the luxury of just saying, well, I'm going to buy a new system, spin it up with a new OS, mm -hmm. migrate everything and shut down the old one. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but we're happy to help um, come by, chat with us, say, hey, here's what I've got. Um, and here's what I'd like to do and the reasons for it. And we're happy to have these conversations and community to guide you on the best way of doing those updates. Um, so whether that's small business or even if you're a corporate and you're not sure how to do that, uh, we'd love to have these chats to, to help you with that process. Um, we're all community-based and focused. So being part of that community means you can ask these questions. You know, that it does actually kind of brings me to another question. I mean, you, one of the words that you used, uh, Skip, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, was maintained. So there's a 10-year life cycle for each major version of Rocky. So it's eight. If you and say then, so, I think. <laughs> right, ten, well, I, right. I, I don't even remember what words I used, but that sounds like me. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So the, the, the life cycle is 10 years though. Yes. You're correct though. You're absolutely correct. Okay. Yes. So what does that mean in terms of like, are you, what does it mean to still maintain it even though you're not working on it? Right. Like. Eight, oh, oh, well, it's, I mean, we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are, are you like in, in at, at rockylinux.org? Yes. Like I go, I go get eight, seven. There's things that have, that are going to be um, worked on in the last six months. No, no. So hang on back up. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Back up. Let's talk about, um, so major release is eight, for example, or eight dot, you know, or nine. You know, it, just eight or just nine, right? Minor releases, we talk about 8.6, 8.7, 8.8, 8 8.9 recently. Same 9.1, 9.2, 9.3. Um, you know, our distro, only supports the latest minor release. So if I am on version nine, for example, I will only get, you know, I if I would like updates from Rocky Linux, right? Which I would, right? <laughs> um, uh, 9.3 is the way to go. That's that's what I'm, uh, the older versions, 9.1, 9.2 are vaulted now. They're kaput. They are no longer, you know, they no longer receive updates. And the nice thing is that if I'm already on nine, which I am, right? Um, it's very easy. Like I said, just, you know, run your DNF update, you'll get 9.3. Um, it, to honestly, I, I noticed this even back in the old CentOS days. Um, it looks just like a larger than normal DNF update, 
right? If I did, I, I, a lot of users, I was one of them back in, you know, circa 2005, didn't even realize that I had gone from like CentOS 4.5 to 4.6, right? Didn't know anything about it, right? I just ran update, right? And it, and it worked. And so um, that's uh, honestly, I mean, obviously if you're, you know, if you're a corporation and you run thousands of machines and you're into this sort of thing, you'll, you'll be familiar with the release cycle, but even if you're not, it should be very simple, right? Like you won't even, again, the it's seamless. You won't even notice that you're on 9.3 unless you look for it. And that's the okay. way we like it. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm seeing what you mean. So every six months, yeah. there are minor version um, updates. Yes. And that you, yes. and you, you name them. So it's, you know, now it's nine, three, and then in yep. six months it will be nine, four. We're not very creative. It's just nine, numbers, five, right? but yep. Same, same deal. And so yep. that is what is currently being maintained. And so mm -hmm. when you do your DNF updates, if you are on that version, it will, it will automatically go. Cause it will pull it from the, it should be noted roster. again. So now we're talking within a release. So let's talk about 9.3 now, right? We already have updates from, you know, there are, Updates to software, uh, again, we're a RHEL clone, so they come from RHEL, RHEL source code. Um, our updates to software are released weekly or sometimes even more than weekly in Rocky Linux, right? They are, but within a release, though, they're tiny. They're tiny updates, mm -hmm. relatively speaking, right? They're, you know, oh, OpenSSL has a little itty-bitty bug fix. Sometimes that's really, sometimes tiny updates are very important. You know, and there's a, a giant hole in open cell needs to be patched, right? But um but yeah, these are you know, so obviously running DNF update is a good idea often. Um anyway, get the latest security fixes. But within a release, generally we you know, I don't I say we Red Hat um the philosophy in Red Hat and CentOS Stream is not to break things if at all possible, right? Like to to change as little as possible. And still be secure and still have the proper bugs fixed and so forth. And so um, um, the only way to make, you know, and again, even the big changes, I'm using quotations here, big changes from say 9.2, 9.3 are not that big in the grand scheme of things, right? Rocky 9.3 still based on a 5.14 kernel. Right. Still it's a newer, you know, it's got a lot of new backports and such from it, but it's you know, still based on OpenSSL three. I think it's that O dot seven, but whatever the uh, whatever the current OpenSSL is. Um, so we're not like you know Earth Shat. We're not moving mountains with these minor releases, right? Even then, um, and the uh, um, within a minor release, again, these weekly you know little itty bitty updates that happen. They happen sporadically. You know, a couple this week, maybe five to ten the next week, whatever. Um, those are even tinier changes. Right, we're trying. Stability is the name of the game. Hopefully, that makes sense. And we we do this for ten years, <laughs> basically. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, what are kind of back to this eight, nine, and nine three that we've just gone through? What challenges did the development team face while working on these versions? Um, I'll start by saying that uh, I am, I personally have not had that many challenges, um, in, at least in my limited work that I do. Um, I know, but I've, 
I hear stories and I talk to all the other uh, Rocky Linux developers and yeah, collectively we have, yeah, we have some things. Um, I want to touch on something that's a little, it's almost uh, like a tangent really, which is something for the first time that we came across and we, we were forced to think about, and it's a good thing because me, the project is really picking up steam. We're getting lots of people interested. Um, uh, Rocky Linux has special interest groups, SIGs, um, that are, you know, and they, they create all kinds of things. Um, I'm involved in what we call the alternative architecture one. We do Raspberry Pi images and, and images for other little devices that, you know, uh, Red Hat, for example, in a million years would not consider porting to. And we do, um, there's you know, desktop SIGs that do like live images with, you know, all kinds of desktop uh, environments and so forth. And it's really cool. And one of the thing, the challenges that came up is um, it's not really, it's it's a bit of a technical challenge, but really the, the key is uh, your SIG, which is building packages, right? Um, when does it cut from 9.2 to 9.3? Right. That was a, it was a, it's a question that we haven't had to face yet. And it was really, I don't want to say it, it wasn't neat at the time because it's actually an important question and it was, you know, we don't want to have people confused, but it's something that, that, you know, because there's so many people working on these extras and so forth that we actually have kind of a, a schedule to keep now where, you know, we have to say, okay, well, you know, the, Rocky 9.3 release candidate is there. We got to cut the SIGs over, or you know, perhaps we do it even a little earlier and have them because they want to be able to build their things against 9.3 even as it's in progress, right? Because there's you know, be, there's enough activity now going on that it's it's actually relevant that that in between time between releases, right? That you know, week and a half or 13 days, whatever we talked about. Um, there's kind of a you know. Our, our SIG teams, and we've we've gotten some interesting ideas on solving that in the back end. But um, yeah, it was it was a challenge, but it was kind of cool to. It was a good challenge to have because it means we have a lot of neat activity and a lot of people who are concerned about it. Zach, you want to chime in here? No, that was uh, pretty much kind of where I was first going. Was we had some issues with. Uh, uh, changes in the tool sets for how we build some of our images. And um, these are aspects that uh, aren't necessarily Red Hat um, things that they care about. These are things that are more in Fedora land. And so by the time they made it to us, um, they weren't great for Fedora, not so much for us. So we had to make a few changes. And um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, KDE has actually been released yet because we ran into issues with it. Um, so there's there's aspects for some of these additional things that we provide for the community um, that kind of caused issues this time around. So that brings up a question. Do you mean that there's extra packages in Rocky Linux than there are in RHEL? No, the core of Rocky is going to be what matches with RHEL. The SIGs, these um, extras, are where there's going to be contributions for the community. And so for this example with KDE, uh, we rely on Apple to build a KDE desktop image that people who want that version can have it without going through a bunch of hopes on their own. And so that's an additional that's provided. But those that are looking for um, just the core Rocky, 
that's going to be the same as upstream. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, and also congratulations, you guys, for the success of your um, <laughs> SIG groups. That's cool. All right, you guys. So as we are coming up to um, the close of this uh, segment here, again, everyone, thank you for listening. I really want to ask just one last question because it's relevant to you, the listener. And of course, you've got these two amazing men that are on the Rocky Linux team. So how can users contribute to the development of future Rocky versions? So I'll start off by saying that if you go to rockylinux.org and you drop into the about section and you look at the about Rocky, the uh, community charter, um, and you really look at what our mission is, we are doing this for the community. As such, we want to engage the community and we want you to be participating in the community as a whole. This isn't something where it's run and dictated by corporations. There are other groups that have corporate control. We don't. You don't get to have a corporation and buy a seat on our project board. You don't get to buy votes because you're a corporation who contributes a whole lot of money. The way that Rocky runs is that it's Rocky members. And how do you become a Rocky member? We have steps for how you do that. And part of that is being a part of the community. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be up, you know, to midnight or 1 a.m. working on things, you know, during a release week. You could just simply lurk, participate in the, the games that are played, um, actively have conversations with people. Um, let us know what works for you, uh, whether things are not working. You don't have to be considered a hardcore developer or anything like that to participate within the Rocky community and then become a member which would give you voting rights to determine the direction of Rocky. We want to foster and encourage that. We want people to have that experience of having a community where we're uplifting not just Rocky, but all of Enterprise Linux and contributing back upstream to projects, whether that be something like CentOS, Fedora, or even individual projects. We do a lot of that kind of work and we want to continue to foster that community. So what I'm saying with that is that anybody can join in and anybody's welcome to participate and we would love to have you. When you do, you'll find that there are a lot of tasks, especially during release week, where it is simple for you to come in and we have a whole section dedicated for these are tasks anybody can complete. And you can look at it and say, oh, I have this hardware, so this random thing that needs to be tested, I can do that. or oh, I have a spare thumb drive, I can throw an ISO onto it and verify it boots. Like there are very simple tasks that anybody can participate with and help out in the testing process. Similarly, in our meetings, we do everything out in the uh, open. Um, very, very, very little is still held and isn't out there. And that's mostly things like, uh, the passwords that we use for our infrastructure. We publish all of our code out there. We publish our docs and our meetings are open. So you find that, oh, hey, you know, Skip was just mentioning the SIG Alt Arch and single board computers. I want to be a part of that. Well, we've got some fantastic work going on within the single board computer 
community in Sigalt Arch. And we're hoping to have some really exciting news very soon about that. Um, so you don't have to just be a part of testing or any one group. Anything that catches your attention, you can just come and just participate. See what's going on in the conversations. Join one of the meetings. Listen in. Um, you can say, hey, you know, I'm interested because I have this device and I'm curious about uh, who else has it and what is being done on it. Um, there's a lot of easy ways to just participate in the community. And then when you're ready, we would love to have you say, you know, I want to be a member and I want to contribute more. I want to be more involved. And from there, who knows where you want to go? Like, we're happy to foster and encourage that any way we can. So when you kind of ask about how we can contribute, you can start by just being a part of the community. Right now, uh, I don't know when this will air, but we're doing the 12 days of Rockmas, which is 12 days leading up to Rocky's birthday. There are games being played every day. You can simply just participate in those games and still be in a way contributing to the Rocky community. And we'd love to have you. Yeah. Just all of those details about how to get involved in the community, really beautiful. Skip, what would you like to add to that as, as a member of the community as well? So thank you. I'm going to echo that. Um, well said, Stack. Very well said. And also, as a practical matter, I think a lot of people out there are not used to contributing to open source projects in this way. They're used to a company model where you get assigned work, you know, you say, okay, you're going to, you know, there's a hierarchy and you're going to go do this because you work for this manager. And that's not how this all works <laughs> at all. Um, I would say um, sometimes you have to get creative, but there are enormous ways to contribute to the project if you're interested. And they range from things like hardcore technical work, um, including packaging, scripting, developing, that sort of thing. Um, especially in, if you have a deep understanding of RPM or, you know, DNF and uh, various programming languages, please, yeah, if you're interested in helping, talk to us. We're interested in talking to you. But you don't need that, though, in order to contribute. You can, you can, uh, uh, Stack said, it's very easy to get on the testing team. Just, you know, look at the tasks they do, ask around and, you know, hey, it's, it's, some of them tasks are quite simple. You can try them out yourself. Um uh, there's other things that you can contribute, documentation, um, artwork even. And this kind of thing, again, don't wait for the work to come to you. I want to encourage that, right? So if you're interested in artwork for Rocky Linux, you can't, we have like, I think there's two people that do m most of the graphic design and website work for the Rocky Linux project. They're very busy. They're not going to have time to manage you as well, right? If you think you want to create, if you want to create some Rocky Linux artwork, do it, right? Who cares? Do, you know, and show it off, send links to it, say, Hey, I created this for Rocky Linux and you know, here's the, here's the SVG source to it. You can use it if you want here. This is great. I want to be on the team. You know, like, like let's go out and do things. You know, we, we do it cause it's fun. We don't do it because we're assigned work by a manager, right? That's, it's not why we're here. Um, and uh, even things that people wouldn't think of as helping really are helping, like hanging out on the chat channels or forums.rockylinux.org or especially bugs.rockylinux.org. 
And if you're interested in helping there, whenever someone comes with a problem or a bug or an issue, you can investigate it on your system, right? It's, uh, it, again, there's a lot of people who have a bit of Linux knowledge that can help out with this that are maybe not, you know, hyper specialists in packaging or, you know, they're not hardcore coders, but they, you know, somebody says they have a problem with a disk drive. Well, they can totally, they know how to fix that. Right. And that's, this is fantastic work. This is helping too. Right. So be creative and go out and do it. Right. Like there's, don't wait for things to come to you because that's not how open source works. It won't, it won't work that way. Awesome. Well, I'm inspired. Uh, I don't know what help I'm going to be, but I, I can certainly wave a flag and, and say I'm glad to be part of the community and play in the games. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for your time and all the great work that you guys have been doing. Make sure to go to rockylinux.org. There's an incredible amount of resources. Rocky 8, 9, and 9, 3 are out. So go play with them and let us know how it's going. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.